Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. Welcome to our sober finale. <laughs> Season two finale with no alcohol. Cheers. We celebrated last episode before your birthday, so only fitting that we not right. partake in the liquor. <laughs> the last finale was like around the end of the year. That's and so true. there was a lot of extra bottles in the house. So yes. not now. Not now. We have a lot to discuss this episode. Let's get into it. Okay. I mean, let's let's go. We got some chatting to do about auditions this past weekend because there was a whole lot of stuff going on. That was something I asked people on Instagram what mm-hmm. they wanted to hear more about. And we heard a lot about auditions, auditions, tell us about other teams' process. And how they do it. How right? they do it. Um, so, Makiba discovered some crazy stuff. I think so. I mean, let's just say, it's safe to say after looking at a couple of teams, that this final audition showcase... Is on crack. It's almost like we don't care about the first two rounds. Let's just pick our best finalists that will put on a great show. Right. I, I thought the webcam that we did was bad, but this is like kind of anxiety like causing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, they're going to be, I mean, they're open to the public. We talked about that and how cool of a dynamic it might be to have your friends and family in the audience. But now the way that the shows are being structured with the audition routines and everything it's all about that showcase right it's like what we think of when we think of our like calendar unveiling where you're really going to put on a show and you're going to have different performances and all of that but it's heavily driven towards this is a show i like it but one team you were telling me uh they had like practice every night oh my god this last week right and interviews were thrown in there so this week coming like what we're in right now practice from six to ten every night Every to prepare single night for the show. to prepare for the showcase on a Sunday. That's a little, that's up. I kind of like it because I'm a slow learner, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's structured like that. I think it's a good test to see if you can handle practices during the week and like your other life. melts down and turns into a bitch. Yeah. And like, because I took the Friday off that we learned choreography and like knew that whole weekend, like all Saturday, I was just going to be dancing, dancing, dancing. Right, but imagine like okay, you have a, a job. What you can't take a week off. Taking a week off. Paid vacation, staycation. Paid vacation so that you can actually have a brain. So you're at work from nine to five, six to ten. You're practicing and dancing your butt off. You got to get glam in between. Gonna, then when are you going to practice on top of that practice? Because you're going to bed and waking up and going to work the next day, and like same thing, repeat for. Five I'd call days. in sick. I have diarrhea this week. I'm sorry. <laughs> I caught pneumonia. Yeah, I have I've used that before. You can't come I'm in. So, bad but no that's it's pretty intense so let's talk through like kansas city had their auditions last weekend they've picked their team but there aren't photos up yet okay roster did they do a big showcase right they did okay down to the outfits and the whole nine yards so they had 86 semifinalists and they went down to 56 so girl they had like hair and makeup at the auditions which i still cannot even i don't even understand how that worked they had like a little vlog up and the girl was like yeah i'm getting ready to get my hair and makeup done for interviews that is so cool though i wish i had that because i don't have brows so like (laughs) i needed someone rookie year to be like girl you have no brows and i know that's like a hot trendy thing right now but not for nfl what not have brows? yeah no brow look no brow look yeah no brow look like this (laughs) Well, that's interesting. I mean, I'm just imagining, is it like game day makeup where you're kind of like having people touch you up versus like doing you from scratch? But it better be touch ups. But it's also another way for like if they are makeup artists and hair for the team Mm -hmm. during the regular season, maybe the director's taking input from them and like were they a diva? Such and such was a little diva. Like she did not like the way I did her brows and pitched a fit. Right. Oh my gosh. But, I mean, what a luxury is all I can say. So cool. Hair and makeup done. They got to, like, have little outfits. I guess they learned what they call productions. And so in, like, a group of ten or so, it seemed like, they had their whole routine, a separate routine. Some girls had boas. Some people were, like, a fatigue thing with... um, So it was, like, a variety show, really. Full on. Like, at first I was confused going through their gallery. I was like, did their show group perform? Like... Why are these girls all dressed in the same outfit? But they had their audition numbers on, so they performed in this group. And I, I think they did solos. So they had solos, and okay. they had this group number. But how um, cool would that be if you were like, okay, I kill it at hip-hop, 
they put you in like a cute hip hop, you know, pant, bra set, whatever, yeah. and you just go kill it and it's your style. What if it's or what not? if they switched you and made you do like burlesque and I'm flat footed over there like <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it through. That stresses me out. Like, yeah. If you can't like pick the production that most suits you or you have any control over it, that would be a little daunting. Well, I, I'm such a brat. I would probably be salty if I didn't get to do one that I really wanted to do. Like I knew I would have done that one 50 times better and I've got this damn boa. You know, right. like, I don't know. But it's they, they all looked excited going through the process. Um, the outfits, hopefully they got to keep them because they were mm-hmm. cute. And um, they did have one male go through the process. He the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. Cool. He was a semifinalist. They didn't have his picture in the gallery of finalists. But yeah, he was tumbling around and looking energetic. I love listening to the judges kind of talk about what they were looking for. And it sounds like, I mean, across the board, it's always enthusiasm, charisma, poise, like really exciting to watch and like Energetic was the big word that I kept hearing. I know, but you only can do that so much because then you start eating air, you start looking cuckoo crazy. Like, but how do you have a lot of energy without like smiling so hard your eyes disappear and like look cute? Like my gums would be full out if they're like more energy. Like my lip would curl up gums. (laughs) And I love the pictures that you find where you're like, was I just really happy to be here or what? Like the holiday, (laughs) the holiday one. That's such a painful dance because it's so long. But so long. But I note. think it's little things. It's like, you're so good with dancing with your hair. Your hairography skills are on point. I've always thought that. But, like, it's just like that little extra umph. And okay. there are people who are just flat as hell when it comes That's to dancing. That's true. Like, Sometimes I think you just can't highly be... technical dancers are a little, like, I'm going to nail this quadruple pirouette. But there's no, like, emotion to it or yeah. passion. Yeah, I get what you you're saying. You just look boring. I mean, pretty, but boring. Yeah. And then I guess you have to try not to go the Be a little sloppy. Route. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, don't get too sloppy with it, because energetic to me does not mean just like... Out of control. Clown feet clonking around, just doing too much dot com. Like, yeah. it's more like, just keep it in the cut. It's a balance. Poi- yeah, it's like the perfect balance. Keep your gums in check. <laughs> keep your arms in check. Your feet in check. Everything in check, check. The p- other part that tripped me on about this, because I was also looking at their Instagram story, they had like uh, what they called skill drills. So in their audition, Ooh. yeah, basically the across the floor from audition workshops. Sick. They're doing like um, leaps and leaps and a side leap and whatever else they were doing for these skill drills. So mm. that's where I would lose it. <laughs> <laughs> that would stress me the F out. Put it that way. Like I would have been. I always hated that during workshops just because, too. you know, it's across the floor. Everybody's majority looking. people are watching you versus doing it with you. You can't and sneak across the floor to the no. other side. Yeah. So or they, like, do you ever remember like taking a leap and then kind of like ugh, walking out of it and getting back in line? Like, yes. You could, you could have done another <laughs> one, but you're just like, I'm, I'm not going to push it. 10 steps and just play it off. I'll let the overachiever do that. <laughs> Anyways. So they did a big time, huge pageant style type. Wow. Dang. Some do swimsuit, like, yes. unveilings as well. Like, How do you feel about that? I feel like it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you're already usually wearing something pretty revealing where you can see their body. You know, I think we were talking about the Redskins do that, and mm-hmm. that makes sense because they are so sassy and sexy. Like, right. they probably do bring something else to that. Because mm-hmm. I think the Patriots did it too. And the Dolphins cheerleaders, I think, did, also had right. like a swimsuit portion. But when you have a set final outfit, I feel like bra top and booty shorts, mm-hmm. like we were handed our booty shorts, you're going to see what you need to see. And if that person's going to be right in terms of their body, I could see with teams where finals are like open attire, where maybe mm-hmm. girls are wearing like some crazy elaborate like ice skater midriff covered thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't really get the point of it. I guess for, you know, if you think about like pageants and stuff, I mean, I was thinking about this for season three. Like, we could do a whole episode just on modeling alone. And so maybe by having a swimsuit competition, you are getting a sense of a woman's confidence and poise and how she poses and gives that model vibe. Because think about it. If a person completely fell apart for this portion of it because they're, like, trembling like a, a leaf and awkward as F and they can't, like, stick their leg out and pop a hip and pose and serve it at the end of a runway, like, are they really... Can you wear cover-ups? <laughs> <laughs> Can you wear a monokini and just... Can you wear a muumuu? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I yeah. I see your point though too. Like, is there really a point to this? But that's the one benefit I think that they would see. Like, who really has the balls to walk down a runway in some heels? Luckily, they get to wear heels and not be barefoot like how we'd have right. to be for our swimsuit un- calendar unveiling. But you know, if you can, if I'd you have the confidence it. to just rock it. Yeah, I mean, I would do it if I had to. If but had I just. To. We've never experienced that. I mean, I've done bikini Sorry. like shows. Yeah, you have, and like my first show, my leg was—I was probably twerking on accident <laughs> because my—I <laughs> was so nervous. Like my knee was bouncing, and I'm like trying to stick my ass in the judge's face, and oh my it gosh. was probably rippling all the way up. But you would actually see the true fitness level of women, right? When you're mobbing around in a bikini, you see what moves and what's really tight. Yeah, let's put it that way. Oh, oh man. I mean, it's a great show, especially for the ones that are open to the public. I mean, who's not going to be entertained by beautiful women walking around and you name it. Right. Gosh. Who was it? I think it was the Colts um, in looking at their auditions. They required, like, Capri leggings. Yeah. Um, and so they definitely had a lot of, like, athletic gear. It wasn't Bedazzle City. It was all, like, workout gear. For, for the, auditions? For the finalists, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, we're not there yet to NBA, but... I do know I've looked at, like, the Blazers audition, like, mm-hmm. schedule, mm-hmm. and they let you put on, like, baggy pants for the hip-hop section if you want. Oh, okay. So maybe they just feel like girls are more confident with... More on. Yeah, well, Think about pants, it. If you're in hip-hop and you're actually, like, twerking it up... I hate doing... it in shorts. Stop doing their hip-hop. Their booties are and... going to clap. Don't yeah. let their booties Skirt, clap. fine. They need some jogger, like, some cute little joggers or something. Yeah. And that actually fits the vibe. That's why, exactly. I, even with Seagulls, it was never really that fun to do the hip-hop because we had on our glamour whites and boots, and it never felt like you were in character yeah. good enough. True. I tried. Then you could have been the elves like I was for the holiday show and like <laughs> had to wear ears. and. Oh, you have to tell them about it. It was the cutest <sighs> segment, you have to say, because nobody's going to know what we mean. Well, we're going to talk about JBLM, but we'd always do like a holiday show. Yes, at the and... base. That's the uh, military base out here in Seattle. For right. For don't know JBLM. So one show, they decided to do the whole like Trans-Siberian Orchestra themed. And your daughter was part of that. Yeah, she, she like was. cranked the ballerina. That was cute. That but was then cute. me and Bianca got assigned the Hip Hop Elves. <laughs> and like I was wearing some weird corset, like Justin Bieber baggy pants, <laughs> some like ears. It was so weird. But it was, it was actually cute and fun. I'm such a dork. I don't care. Yeah. Like I'll do anything. Like especially if it has a funny aspect, yes. I'm in. You know what I mean? It was Make actually entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah, I we did the little, anyway. what's it called? Kid and play or whatever. Oh, yeah, you what is did. That called? Kid and play. Okay, wow. See, I said the right good thing. job. Thanks. Good job. Old school throwback moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, at least you did dress in character for that versus being in it the It helps. Lights. Yes. Yes. We're a little off topic. Let's reel it back in. Sorry, yes. guys. Cheer chat, cheer chat. So there were some males. The Colts had two males in their photo gallery. One became a finalist. So cool. Interesting to Props see what happens, happens there. It just seems like, again, like they're just trying to cut to the finalists, but they taught, they didn't have, you didn't have a freestyle, any choreography that you had to bring to that first round. They taught you choreography and you basically perform it right after. How do you feel about that, Britt? It depends on what it is. Mm. And you're probably like, okay, elaborate. But (laughs) I don't like coming up with my own choreography, so I like being able to lean on someone else's. Okay. But that also adds the pressure of maybe that choreographer's style again doesn't fit or right sometimes they're all over the place and you can't see yeah they teach the ripples first and i'm like just teach it to me in the order like i'll figure it out later or you know yeah 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 or they don't rotate enough and you can't see and that just sounds super super well i mean i know it happens for pro dancers it's like girls will you get over it like that's just how it goes but Learning the choreography and performing it immediately afterwards, I just think adds the element of you don't really get to let it register too much. You just got to... You have to change your learning style. Yeah. Or you should have been ready, I guess. I mean, hopefully you would have been at those prep classes and got a sense for who would be teaching, Mm -hmm. ideally, and just Maybe there's some repeat moves that you're like, oh, yeah, they already taught this. And one of the things I was noticing is, like, a lot of them got to perform... Like, you know, prelims or semifinals with pom-poms. That's nice. We don't ever get to use pom-poms Mm-mm. in the whole auditions process. and Until you get them, yeah. if you make it. I guess maybe that's why we run across the stage like little wild heathens, because we finally get to <laughs> touch the poms. But I do kind of like that they get to dance with poms. But I do like, though, that it seems like more teams are 
adding elements that's like this is what practice would be like True, if you made the, the team, team you're mm-hmm. gonna learn a routine and then we're gonna split you in half and you're gonna have to perform it True. and you know I don't know about you but I felt like even on the team five six years in mm-hmm. you always want to perform you're never gonna you never lose that aspect of like I'm wanting gonna kill it sh- yeah wanting I want to kill it for, for my girls I want to exactly. like prove I can do it or like this is so my style I want to kick ass right 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 so that's I mean you're Why auditioning the whole so much shit like we weren't dancing like or like we yeah. weren't good at that part we were good we probably were just fine we just i think we got up in our head because that's not the way we really like let choreography sink in yeah so we're just being mean to ourselves but I feel we like can since do we it started this podcast i've been like stuck in a rookie meter mindset we got used to it for sure yeah and you know for me at least it was kind of like okay my brain got trained to pick up a bunch of different dances I obviously benefit with more time, but, like, I don't know why I keep acting like we just struggled the whole way through. Yeah, and you were never dogged if you didn't pick it up. Yeah. It would just be like, take it home, ladies. See you on Tuesday, you know? But you better bring it for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick you because I saw you struggling <laughs> in the back. Facing the wrong way, Brittany. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. But this is an exciting time. It and is. we're going to go to the Redskins final showcase, which you were like, people are probably so tired of us mentioning that. But we're going. But no. we're going. And <laughs> you feel like more on the radar about it. But I just only know and feel like can only handle the seagulls. Just because okay. it's like within yeah. my comfort zone, you know. So what are we gonna do? Are we gonna watch the Seagulls webcast of auditions? And we should maybe I do some live posts or. Hex, yeah. I mean, Why not? we'll definitely be drinking, so hopefully they don't get more and more um, crazy as oh the night gosh. goes on. But that'll be that'll fun. be fun because we, we have a lot of friends. We on get there together. Still. We get yeah. together and watch auditions, so we'll be watching. Cool. I wish for the ones that actually do have a live showcase that is open to the public, it'd be nice if they like posted it. Later, you know I mean? yeah, like on YouTube or something. something. Yeah, like why wouldn't you? Whatever, because they're trying to sell tickets. You know, that's true. But it looked like that's they how were they free. can afford those awesome. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. I don't know. Well, we'll see what they post. If they post about it, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Cheer chat in this foreseeable future. So because this is our season finale, guys, we didn't hear from anybody. So guess what? We're taking a break <laughs> <laughs> because we will be traveling and different things going on. But obviously, there'll be a lot of auditions happening during that time. So when we do come back, we will be still talking auditions. But today's episode is called I'm Every Woman. Isn't that not the perfect title, man? It is. We were kind we of bumping no around with idea different ideas. To find good songs about diversity. It wasn't really like racism. So it was just, woo, it was a struggle. Yeah. But I like what you picked. It, it's, it's awesome. It's good. And it's Whitney and, you know, it doesn't make me sad. It's a good, Same. It's, a, it's an empowering fun song and I forgot what the video was like so of course I watched it on YouTube and it made me smile so right I'm Every Woman is representative of this episode because well now we have men so damn it you messed up the theme no, <laughs> yeah, we did. but you know when you pick a squad it really should be a reflection of the community that your team represents mm-hmm. ideally and that would mean that every woman is beautiful any one woman from your squad could just Represent for all of them. Does that make any sense? It does. Does that make sense? We were told that. Yeah, right? Does that make sense? Does it? It does make sense. Yeah. We were told that. that, Didn't she say something along those lines? Our previous director would be like, you could pull any girl forward and they could represent the team. Or what would she say? I think that, yeah, I think she took the, the selection of the squad and really wanted a cohesive enough look where you could tell that person's a seagull. I think that's how she would want right. it, how she would describe it. And But at the same time, that standard of beauty or whatever it is that you're looking at across the board, that you have a broad enough view of the larger community and can see that how much more beautiful and representative that squad would be if you actually had diversity on the squad. Right. Because speaking of auditions, yeah, if you don't see anybody that looks like you or that you feel like you can look up to or use as an example, are you going to show up at auditions? Probably not. I mean, unless you're like in Miss Trailblazer mode where you're going to like, I'm going to be the first. Be the first. Which is hard to do. But when you don't feel like your look is representative on the team Mm -hmm. or like you have the power to audition, I don't know. Well, it's it's intimidating. It It makes you question if you're what they're looking for. And there's just a lot of that can swirl in your head. I mean... And auditions are already crazy anyways, so do you need extra, like, feeling maybe insecure or I'm not going to make it just because of the way I look, so why even try? That's sad. I think that that impact is definitely, definitely real. But we want this episode to just hopefully touch everybody and share the importance of 
why diversity and not just diversity, which is one thing, but inclusion is really how you promote the diverse people that you have on your squad, like how that's embraced, how they're treated once mm. they are part of the team. And that's just as important as, as having the numbers to reflect diversity. So we're going to get into all that now. Stuff. And we interviewed somebody. So this is like a jam-packed episode. So it is. It's a season finale. So Right. It's going to be three hours long. Get over it. I mean, Anyways. you know what I'm saying? We've been giving them some little less than an hour. You know, this one's longer. Okay. All right, so Makiba mm-hmm. did a survey. She is like a genius. I don't even know how she did this. I don't either. Math um, is not my strong suit. Nor <laughs> and the analytics. But creating a survey, like, I thought it was so cool that people participated. And thank you to everybody who right. did. Oh, my goodness. Really, really cool. It meant a lot. It did. Because we want to get more information from you guys in general anyway. So it's nice that people took the time out to fill it out. Right. So thank you for that. So go for it, Makiba. Like, what was your thoughts behind this survey? I was more annoyed that there really was no nothing done out there. No research, no articles. Because we would have talked about it if they did. But knowing that there really wasn't anything out there. A squad will change every single year. True. They will never have the same exact makeup. And so I just wanted to see, you know, it's 2019, almost 2020. And if we've never done a real snapshot, team by team, maybe they have their own statistics on... Year to year, this is the number of women that we select, and these are the number of minorities on the team. I doubt they do that, but... I don't think any teams ever, like, that's what's kind of frustrating, mm-hmm. proudly pronounced and announced who makes up their team. Yeah. There are some teams that did stand out that, like, embrace diversity. It's almost like a mm-hmm. marketing, not even ploy, it's just something that they promote in their marketing. Like, right. they have a women from X amount of countries and speak X amount of languages and so that are really like celebrated and celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But because we didn't see anything out there, I just thought, hey, you know, 2019, about to go into 2020. um, Let's just see where we're at. You know, this is not to like dog anybody, but just for people who are curious, like, you know, me or others that want to know what does that look like? To the best of our ability, I mean, what would have been ideal is like everybody was just like, this is my ethnicity, get it right. I know I look this, but I'm really that. But um, gathering this information, it really was just looking at every NFL, NBA roster. Um, There are obviously people who are more obvious than others. And then what we did is there's, you know, a bucket for black, um, Asian, Hispanic, Latina, or other where it just mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that might be in the other column just because it's not clear but you could tell that there might be something going on these results may not be completely accurate um, but the main thing that we really wanted to capture was just out of the total number of people on a team what percentage is diverse right and we discovered that I would say yeah I, mean, I was it is proud what it is. that for Seattle Seahawks we were pretty high up there yeah because we have a very large Asian community here and mm-hmm. like we, Michelle said in her uh, boss episode, you know, it's kind right. of reflective of who's around right. to Not audition. Not the team itself. Not the, the team itself, but the area that you're in. Exactly, because so. that's where your dancers are coming from. They're right. not getting shipped in. So, yeah, to your point, the Seahawks came in fourth place for the NFL. And fifth were the Atlanta Falcons. So that means, you know, out of the total number of however many women on each squad – that's the percentage of people that were diverse. Who got number three? Oakland Raiders. We like the Raiders. I love the Raiders. <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> they are awesome. I love the yeah. Bay Area. Like, it was so fun when we went. So we did go because my daddy is a diehard Raiders fan. And we got his season tickets to a preseason game. And uh, that was one of our fun adventures. Going on down to Portland. I'm not Portland. <laughs> Oakland. Wearing our Seahawks gear. Going through the tailgating area. Not getting our asses kicked. Yeah, thankfully. we were so welcomed. <laughs> we had honked at us and told us. Did they say Raiders? Oh, they said Raiders. Yeah. But generally speaking, they were all pretty cool. It was preseason, though, and we weren't in the AFC, so. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why we survived. But we do like the Raiders, and they had a pretty diverse team. Should we give some percentages so people know? Yeah, let's do it. So Atlanta Falcons had 44.4% of the team was diverse. The Seahawks had... 46%. Yes. And then the Raiders had... 48. 48. There are two place? spots. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. Uh, Miami Dolphins have 52%. Mm-hmm. Almost 53. But that was pretty awesome because we know they kind of outreach heavily just... Yeah. 
in their area and like and welcome the, people internationally. Exactly, so that's super cool. With their auditions. And, and when you look at their bios, it was just something that the, the ladies talked about. Like it was part of their, the way that they claim what they were proud of or their, you know, background. So it was definitely something that was promoted. And if you look at their website too, that's something that they really think is a strong suit for their squad. And I would say it looks that way. It appears that way. But who got number one? Our girls, they're like now my favorite, I think. <laughs> the Washington Redskins Number have 61%. One. That That's insane and so cool. 36 women to have 61% of diversity is just is nuts. Yeah. I mean, but it's so beautiful. I mean, I just think all those shades, just watching how they all come together, I just think it makes the team just that much better. That much better. Okay, we have to just say for the record, like, who didn't, who was at the bottom? Oh, do we already flip my page quietly? <laughs> I'll say it. Okay. It's not to. It's not even to. Blast it is what it like is. that. Yeah. So the in last place was the Cincinnati Bengals with ten percent, and we highlighted at least the teams that had like less than fifteen percent. So there were three of them, and that was you know the Bengals, the Vikings had fourteen percent, and the New York Jets had thirteen percent. So it's kind of interesting when you think about the markets. You know, to Michelle's point about. It might be a reflection of who shows up at auditions and who lives in the area. I don't. I've never been to Cincinnati. Don't, Me neither. I actually don't even know where it's at. It's in Ohio, but okay. See, but I don't know Northern Ohio, Southern Ohio, Middle Ohio. But we don't know what it looks like there. We don't know if historically this is just what the squad looks like, and maybe people are discouraged from auditioning. We don't know if they show up and they're amazing, but they don't make the team. We all know what's going on there, but they're in last place and. <laughs> Vikings. Step what's it up. Going, Come on. What's going on in the Midwest? But um, the Jets, you know, they're in New York, though. Right. So That's confused. kind of ridiculous. I'm confused. But do you think maybe, like, the powerhouse that is freaking Patriots? Sorry. The Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> I love to hate them. But honestly, you know, yeah. everybody's kind of clawing at spots there. Possibly. So maybe they're kind of secondary because... Are they winning rings and stuff? Or maybe because they have those tennis skirts. Nobody wants them. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know what's going on. We need it's, to have a uniform um, episode, which we have yet to, doing. But it's like, we you don't have to rip do, them. No, we have to do like a visual one. We have to actually be able oh, to, so you can see them. We can't describe all these and then link a million yeah. pictures. But we do need to do it. Yeah, that would be really fun. We have funny. thoughts. And we want Sunrose for that episode. Yes. This fashion guru. Yes. Versace, that's the NFL. That's NFL. So overall, now that you've heard the top teams and the teams that aren't performing as great, there are 859 men and women on these squads in the NFL, and that ends up, and 241 are appear to be minorities, so that ends up being 28% of diversity in the NFL. That's not That's great. That's kind of sad. There's room for improvement. Right. Yay. Like, let's audition. If you're thinking about it, like, as you'll hear in the interview, uh, Takoya Harris didn't even know that auditioning for, for NFL, NFL was an option. So mm-hmm. think of it as an option and go for it. Especially if you've been eyeing NBA versus mm-hmm. NFL. I mean, there's other pro dancing opportunities. And we, you know, obviously focus on the two major leagues here. There are other teams, and op- and maybe they have better numbers in terms of diversity True. for, like, um, hockey, lacrosse, yeah. hockey, um, indoor soccer, etc. But it's just something that there's room for improvement. I think everybody of all shades should be represented. So yeah. show up. Yeah, show up. So next you did the NBA. The NBA. Lots more teams. This took a lot longer. Right. But less people on the Should teams, we do their total right? percentage just to kind of like blast the NFL right off the bat? Do it. Boom. Okay, it's not even that impressive, <laughs> but 38% that is, total. That is a lot better. So and when there's a smaller total group, because like the teams are a lot smaller in the NBA, exactly. 20, so for them to be twenty-ish girls, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the NBA is yeah. kind of where it's at. They have five hundred sixty-one total dancers, two hundred thirteen appear to be minorities, and so that ends up being thirty-eight percent, ten percent more. Yeah. Relatively speaking, who's in fifth place? Um, the Charlotte Honeybees. Yeah, and I remember seeing them right. Well, they were the ones featured for All-Star. I don't know if that's where you saw them. Maybe. But they were at 47%. And then there was like a three-way tie for That's fifth place. place. Oh, well, yeah. then there's worse. Yeah. 
it's just worse. Because <laughs> I was like, wow, they're 47. That's like, high. That's not that bad, you that's know? High. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fourth places were mm-hmm. the Brooklynettes, mm-hmm. the Celtics, and the Clippers. And they were that's 50%. Surprising. 50% is fourth place. Oh. Like, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. that's pretty dang on good for that to be fourth place. And third place, we had the Wizards Dancers. So DC nice. representing. <laughs> Second place. You're like, Brittany, I'm helping you along. No. <laughs> Again, Miami. Yeah. Miami Heat dancers are killing it. 76%. I'm surprised at the number one spot, honestly. Me too. They had a really... Okay, so let's just talk about this. Because the Houston Rockets got yeah. number one. From 81%. their website, they had 11 people, though. That's it? That's it. So I don't know what's going on with that. That just seems weird to me based on all the other... Wow. Teams and like how they even I don't function. Get it. I'm not even trying to people. function. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of crazy, but yeah, that's, that's like the smallest team too, so but look at how many teams are performing at such high percentages of minorities. I thought that was pretty impressive in general. I would say the NBA as a whole seemed to be doing pretty decent in comparison to NFL. Last place were the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. which this is mean because, like, obviously I've spent all of my pro dancing time in the NFL, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know half these teams what? in the NBA. Oh, you don't? Phoenix Suns. Back in the day, you don't remember? That's what? Oh, okay. I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, again, to, st- <laughs> to well. I you, love basketball. You do love basketball? I think. Okay. Well, it's not like they were really, like, that great for a while, so maybe yeah. that's why. Oh, I thought that said the Indiana Pace Makers. <laughs> Pace Mates. <laughs> um, but in terms of the teams that were at 15% and below, you had the Denver Nuggets Dancers at 11%. And then the Oklahoma City Thunder Girls were at 15 But Phoenix wah, Suns wah. had 5.6%. Like, that's low. That is really low. But who's there? Nobody. In Phoenix? A bunch of retired people. That's true. You know, that's what I'm saying. Phoenix Suns? Come on. I don't know. It says a lot. It, it, I think a lot will speak to a little bit about the market. Right. And then there are others where it's just like, really, guys? Really? No, I'm just kidding. There's room for improvement. If you're a director listening, I doubt it. But I think this should be some information that would be worthy of just contemplating. Right. And now we're going to have to add another column and put in men or like co-ed. Yeah. So, you know, when we tracked Baltimore... I believe their numbers are reflective of just their dancers, not their stunt team. Okay, because they have like I don't even because know they're different just form different. than yeah. what people know for the NFL right. dancing. It's just different. Did you see that people were really pissed off? I guess that oh, what? Um, with the Rams going to the Super Bowl yeah. and the way that the media kept picking up on like they made history. It's the first time ever. But technically, oh, yeah. you know, the Ravens were there with their guys. and um, They're different people. How many times do we have to say I this? Know. It's not the same. Not Someone the same. blasted us on our Instagram at the very beginning when we had, like, two followers. <laughs> Again, not like followers matter, but this lady was heated. Yeah. She's like, they've done it way back. It's like, yeah, but they're not. They're stunters. They're it's in a different thing. Different. Until it's they're just form- different. locking up and doing a kick line with you. But anyway. I, I mean, I it's love... It's still it. awesome what it the is, Ravens it's do. All, I mean, and you see it's it just a different NBA, style. Like, they have... You could tell even in the way that Michelle talked about the Portland stunt team that they definitely wanted to distinguish themselves from what the dancers were doing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting. We should just have, like... Maybe we should have <gasps> season three. Okay, because we did meet... Is it Allie from the Ravens? Yes, yeah. Well? Maybe, you know, it's worthy of some discussion to get their perspective. Right. I know we are all over the place. But, you know, like, do you want to be considered a cheerleader? Like, you're part of the team in the sense... Or are you uh, proud and sticking to that you're stunt exactly. cheerleaders? Which one is it? Let us yeah. know. Talk to us. But those are the results of the survey. We, like, again, thank you, everybody, for participating. That was Cheer Chat. Oh, no, wow. it really wasn't Cheer Chat. <laughs> that cheer was Chat a, year. Cheer Chat year. The whole episode's Cheer Chat. So that was the results of the survey. But now we wanted to pivot a little bit to, to go in depth, right? To talk about what diversity and inclusion means when you're part of a team. Yeah. Let's go a little deeper. Do we, did we need liquor for this episode? No, we didn't. We're fine. <laughs> okay. So for people who don't know, like, how would you define diversity? How would you define inclusion? Why are we talking about both of them? Diversity speaks to, like, inherent characteristics that you're born with, like your your race, your 
sexual orientation, you know, blah, blah, blah. For, for the purposes of dance, we're going to talk about, obviously, ethnicity, right? So, if you're going to have... Diversity in age. True. I mean... True, that is another characteristic. And some teams have been open about attracting... Grandmas. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I quit before I became one. No, um, but yeah, age is also another characteristic that mm-hmm. you can have diversity and I think that's important for all of these teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if they can do the job, obviously you should Because, again, that would hinder you or as excite a, you to audition depending on how old you are. Yeah, if you feel like some of the people, everybody's like a teen 19. Bopper, then you're not going to really be inspired to participate. Right. So in order to have diversity, obviously, yes, this, this is going to include representation on your team. So having a team where you can look and see it, that your numbers reflect diversity. Mm-hmm. You can't stop there, right? In terms of just, okay, we have... Our black cheerleader, we have our Asian cheerleader, and our redhead. We're good. (laughs) All we need is one, and we're done. No, it's really just thinking probably a lot broader. Does your squad look like the community that you represent? Yeah. And if not, what's wrong with mixing that up to the best you can? And how do you do that? You do some recruiting. What's wrong with... I mean, I know that it's like, this is NFL or this is NBA, this is pro, so you don't really feel like you have to go through that, but some outreach would go a long way, I think. To let people know it's an option or that you're wanted. Yeah. I mean, you can't tell me that, you know, from the public school population in any major city where there is an NFL team or NBA team that, you know, they don't have dance teams, they don't have cheerleading squads, and that you can't, if you're going to have like 19-year-olds that can join your squad, that you can't make some sort of pitch or make up a flyer to go drop off at some guidance counselor's offices of like, your audition's coming up. Yeah. Why can't you? Or colleges that might have dance teams. I mean, maybe that's some channels that people regularly hear about it, but I just think that you could probably make a little bit of effort to go to those types of things and recruit dancers. Right. People feel like they have access to even audition, that mm-hmm. somebody's opening the door for them to I show so. up. To say that we want, we welcome you, that we yeah. want you to, please come to our workshop classes so that you can learn more about the style. and. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it offline, but I know you'd ask, this isn't an argument that people who would struggle or maybe don't have the skill set that they should be allowed on a team because just because they're a person of color. And that's absolutely not true at all. I mean, this is at the professional level, so everybody needs to be able to hold their own and learning choreography, performing it. You always have to look at it as a group, right? So it's not. But you use the, you know, example of when you show up for a job interview, you're given that, that's what that interview is for, is an opportunity to be like, I can do this and this is why, Mm -hmm. because of my experience. And if people don't even get that first step, then what's the point? Then just pick your team off the street, you know? Exactly. Because that's what auditions are for. It's an interview for the certain task you're going to be doing. For sure. And people should have the opportunity to prove themselves. Exactly. Unless your auditions are held so janky and unfair where people are just based on looks alone aren't given an opportunity to see like, okay, with the makeover, how would they look vis-a-vis the rest of the girls or or because maybe they have natural hair or something that would somehow disqualify them in your mind of what an ex-cheerleader is supposed to look like. I mean, I think for the most part in terms of dance, dance is universal enough where you can really get a good sense of whether the person can do the job or not, I would mm-hmm. say based on their performance on with auditions unless you know unless their style is just so different yeah that you really can't see the transformation of like yes that style even though it's different can blend into or I can see them picking up our style with some time but you know it's a pro it's a professional job so you should be able to do the job right so that ain't what we're saying at all yeah but to your point earlier too it's like you want to see that a team has enough variety where you feel like you could belong Mm mm-hmm and then when they make the team, inclusion, what right. does that mean? That's where teams, I think, sh- might struggle more. Or there are teams that do it better than others. Like if you have a team that sees diversity as a strong suit, something that they should like scream from the mountaintops, like you think Redskins, you think Miami Dolphins or other teams that like Brooklyn Nets, I felt mm-hmm. like their site also with their bios were very, you know, just pumping up the diversity on their team, you know, or just even in their, the, the ladies' bios. I think you're showing that there's this inclusive attitude, like this is not something that we're shying away from talking about. We're actually celebrating it and promoting it and saying like, yes, we want people who have their own unique look and are proud of their ethnicity. Right. Well, when you think about like Jenny that we interviewed, like she loves the Miami Heat and mm-hmm. she grew up dancing for them. And you want people to be ambassadors beyond their time on the team. That's so true. And they're not going to do that if they felt like it was hell being on the team because they, they weren't were celebrated. Yeah, that they were overlooked, you know. 
And more often than not, that's probably it's not that you you might get selected for the team, but what you you may not get put on any calendar cover or you may not get picked for certain opportunities or certain promos because you don't have a look. You may not get picked for show group because for no good reason (laughs) for no good reason at all and it's really just opportunities like that once you're on a team that you kind of see that there are different standards or double standards or that there really is a look that they are trying to go for that they really do want to promote as like the look of the squad and it ends up not looking like it's not even that it needs to be replaced it's just like can you can you celebrate like four different looking types of girls in promoting the squad as opposed to just picking one that alienates everybody else Right. Because, like, what year is it? Like, let's be real. Like, yeah. the, there's nothing wrong with being platinum blonde. I am definitely drawn to that look. I think it's beautiful. But that shouldn't be the standard, and it shouldn't be the one and only ideal trophy cheerleader type. Like, come on. Diversify your portfolio. Right. Like, you can promote that blonde along with a beautiful brunette, along with beautiful Latina and... And a Hawaiian chick. Like, mix it up. I just think it should almost always be clusters of girls versus just one girl. I think there are teams mm. who kind of pick one girl as, like, the look. And, and the face everywhere. The face of such and such. And it's like, do we really have to do it that way? Could it be, you know, this is the kind of variety that you can expect when it comes to my squad kind of a thing. Like, that yeah. would be the smarter way. You'll reach a broader audience if you have a broader group of people and the way that you do outreach the way you promote them the way you talk about them the opportunities that are presented that's really where you're getting around inclusion Mm -hmm. because i mean if you think about like the different cultural themed months like black history month national hispanic heritage month or asian pacific american heritage month you know for women that are part of your team men that are part of your team that identify as such you know doing something that celebrates that whether they like do like an instagram takeover and like talk about what they do to celebrate that or just you're speaking to your larger community of fans and I think it would resonate I agree and you could change you know or try or push along society's norms and like wow I've never seen a girl that looked like that before like why not push people's you know there's always going to be somebody that has something negative to say but F them. It's beauty. I mean, right. I just think, you know, there's a level of curiosity. I mean, especially doing this survey and trying to, like, figure out, like, what is she, what could she be? And it's not to, like, put labels on anybody, but when you really do find out, it's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you hear about, you know, the mixed race people that, if you hear, like, I'm part Filipino and... Right, it's French like, or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I just think it's really exciting to hear about people's ethnicity. I get excited by it, you know, like, uh, so I'm looking at NBA dancers, and I think... Um, it was kind of like a fact, like most people would be surprised to know about me that I'm Vietnamese. And, you know, you see your picture and you wouldn't necessarily know. And so it's cool things like that. I think there's a way to promote it right. and welcome Celebrating it. other cultures. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to do that? Right. This day and age, there's probably... I just think it's a hard topic. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm a white woman, and so it's just hard for us to talk about, I think. Well, you asked off off air. There's no off air. (laughs) Can I just (laughs) flip the switch? We're on air, off air. (laughs) But you mentioned just, like, what it means to be an ally, and I think you had, like, a a great question about that because, you know, there's times where you don't necessarily know that you are in a position of privilege, and there are times where just calling out something or asking a question that people can't because they're not in the room can ask. So you mentioned when you were on show group and asking about maybe, you know, an African-American girl on our team being well, able yeah, to do a show. Well, yeah, because I was going to bring that up. Our show group was basically all white when I was touring and we're going overseas into all these bases and Mm -hmm. to be honest I was kind of embarrassed and we had talked about it that there wasn't a diverse group to show how colorful our team is back home right and so um I think towards the end of the season there was an opportunity for us to do a performance and some girls couldn't do it on show group Mm -hmm. um and so I mentioned having one of my teammates who was black to Mm -hmm. fill in and I'd teach her and it kind of was shot down but I was really trying to push for that because right. she's an amazing, amazing dancer. dancer i mean she, was, she deserved thought, that opportunity i always thought she would have been so dope right i mean we're talking about mariah I, yeah i mean she was kick-ass dancer always on point always getting called out for like knowing her stuff and killing it and you know she she was actually a military wife i thought right. it would have been awesome to have her be a part of show group but she does have a young child, so I know, like, touring challenges, was yeah. challenging for her, but that's why I was like, but why not? We're not going anywhere. I feel like she always put it's her head local. in the ring, though, in yeah. terms of expressing interest, but... She did. Gosh. But... A lot of people did on the team, and but that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody could have been on a show group. 
my flopping around ass definitely didn't deserve it. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, but I never felt like I deserved it. And I felt like anybody on our team could have been on it. And it should have been a way for us to represent our team and our community. And that was lacking. Yeah. It was really upsetting. And it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, I know from, you know, from seeing when I was auditioning one black cheerleader year after year after year, finally make, there were two of us. And then for a couple years and then one year it was five and I just kind of I just really felt something within me to kind of pull at least one of them aside I know it's Dejana that I'm thinking of but really just saying like it's so important to like just be as present as possible like milk the shit out of this opportunity because when we're out in the community doing promo appearances and little girls get to see you they're not going to be at the games they're right. not going to be searching around online and like for opportunities and just like, oh, I can be a, you know, Seahawks trailer. I see their face on the rock. That's just not how it connects all the time. So just taking advantage of those opportunities to to be an example and to show that you are just as present as anybody else means a lot. And this is, I mean, it's not really locker talk at all, but. I was going to say, weren't we going to say this? But you need to tell <laughs> this fits perfectly. But so every year, this JBLM story, you know, where we do the, the performance um, on the base, on the base around the holidays. And I love working with kids every opportunity I can. You know, I'm down for it. And so you teach the kids a routine in the morning, bright and early. These kids were lined up and um, they come back and they perform like in between the show group's performance. So I had my little group. I always pick the youngest ones because they're hilarious. And so <laughs> one of these little girls, a little black girl, called me out. She was just like. So are you uh, um, a real cheerleader? Are you a real cheerleader? And I was like, what do you mean? Am I a real cheerleader? Because I mean, you know, I'm teaching them in like a little, our little sports promo attire. Um, but she saw, you the know, show group. the show group. And right. she's like, no, how come you don't have a uniform like that? And I was like, I do. It's in my bag. And she was like, well, how come you're not out there dancing with them then? <laughs> so right. I'm getting grilled out by this little girl. And I was just, but she clearly had a perception that, no, they're the real thing and you're bootleg I mean I guess that's what she was kind of at least associating with it but it just let it's me know funny, but moment. now that makes me want to cry that oh no I just know. think in that moment it was really like wow unless but yeah, but she us. saw a group of people that had this quote like privilege mm-hmm. and and she's maybe thinking less of herself maybe she came at it with some attitude and it was cute and sassy but like maybe deep down it hurt her like why is a girl that looks like me not doing what they're doing it raises the question because yeah, from her I mean, eyes, she's like, just like, well, that doesn't add up. And like, why are you, you know, and I just think that's why it's important. Yeah. Um, that's why I knew how powerful it could have been if a Mariah or it didn't have to be me, but somebody or just any other ethnicity were represented as part of show group. It would have actually been impactful, especially like you said, when you're yeah. traveling the world, our troops don't look one way. You know, there's all different ethnicities represented. And there's plenty of kids at a few shows. Like some of them were adults only just mm-hmm. because not of our show but um yeah. just because of the base right i don't really know i don't understand all that stuff but jblm definitely welcomed kids and these kids are coming from all over the country mm-hmm. you know they're just sent there and they're following their families who are in the military just, and we're it, trying to give back but now that girl's not going to think oh well wherever i'm from i'm going to go back home and audition for the nearest nfl team Maybe not. You, you know, know, I mean, I tried to give her what I could. Like, no, I'm. there's 30 of us or 32 of us, and there, it's not just me. There's a few others. Mm-hmm. But it made really, it really made me realize the perception that people can have if all they see is white. And so yeah. I, you know, tried to encourage the girls to do as many promos as they could because it's really when they have those opportunities to meet you out in public that they can actually think, oh, I can do this or mm-hmm. I might want to do this or you're the real thing and you're not bootleg, you know? I mean, that you're not some second-class citizen. (laughs) Hey, real I mean, it's the same thing when you look at calendars. It's the same thing when you look, you know, if you see who's put on the cover or who's promoted as, like, the most beautiful-looking one. And it's, I mean, I know I always struggled selling the calendars in the early years because it's, like, the people People that... People always question, even me, like, are you actually in this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, flipping through my page, (laughs) licking my finger. Yeah, one second, one second. I'm in the back, but I'm in here. But if you can imagine, you know, you're trying to... You know, sell this calendar to people from different ethnicities and you're kind of going through and it's just like page after page after page after page and the team's just not looking very diverse. You're just... (laughs) I I promise. I I had to buy a lot of calendars. Let's just put it that way early on. But, you know, for the teams that are aware of this and are willing to kind of like just talk about it, it's Mm -hmm. not a taboo topic. And if you're conducting your auditions, really, you know, not to say that you're sacrificing talent or quality, but really just looking at people that you may have overlooked because they don't, I think people have natural gravitation toward people who look like them. 
but think about how much greater your squad can be if it is a variety versus just monotone-ish. Yeah, they can be better ambassadors and Mm -hmm. reach more people. Exactly. You want that for your team and your company. You would think. think. I mean, this is not, you know, the pro cheerleading industry is not any different from any other major corporation struggling with this issue. I mean, diversity and inclusion are the hot topics in every major corporation because they realize that that's also a key to getting business. Like, don't pitch work to me if you're going to just bring the same old, you know, white men around. Like, where are the people that look like me? Can you put together a team of people that at least looks a little bit more diverse and then we can talk? I mean, people are getting smarter about it. But I think all the teams, NBA, NFL, every major sports team would should look at it. Just yeah. look at it. Don't be afraid of the truth. The I mean, more aspects of society that embraces this diverse and inclusion kind of type of idea, the better off we'll be. I mean, we will. It's just, it's just facts, you know. We dropped them, didn't we? We dropped yeah. the survey facts. We dropped just this Hopefully perspective. Hopefully kept up with our math. I don't know. <laughs> if you'd like to see it, we can also post it. I mean, I honestly think a write-up might be justified for at least the data and how we came up with it and just... Mm-hmm. But we'll look. You know, we're getting a new turnover of squads after this audition season's over with. We'll see if teams are still performing at that same level, if they took a nosedive, if they really kicked it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Excited to see the changes. Yeah. Until then, we have an interview that we'd like to share with you with Takoya Harris. She was awesome. She was <sighs> yeah. a Pro Bowl cheerleader mm-hmm. and then went on to kind of like coach for the Redskins. Right. And then started Black Girls Cheer, which is like an Instagram that's super cool. Yes, yes. And she highlights black cheerleaders. She, exactly. Cheerleaders in the NFL, NBA, all the major sports and semi-pro. She said she's starting to promote too. So we're going to jump right into that interview with Takoya. So we just looked at the time and we've been talking for about an hour. <laughs> so sorry, cheer chat, the longest cheer chat in history. Well, there's too much going on. There is. Hey, it's the season finale. We're going to do a dramatic part one and part two. Yes. So you have to listen to both because you don't know what the interview with Sequoia <laughs> is going to be about. But we had to talk about what's going on with auditions. We're going to be gone for a few weeks. When's our launch date? When are we back live? Uh, oh please we're professional we are gonna come back in april it's going to be the 24th yeah good lucky number yeah april 24th so we're not going away permanently but we're just going to take a nice long break to provide better content for you guys get some interviews please follow us on our social media because we will be posting the hell out of our dc experience so yes um, you don't want to miss that no you do not <laughs> you absolutely do not It'll be better than Orlando, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and buy us an Uber or two and go to our Patreon. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks, bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. Please subscribe, leave a comment, or review. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at Pro Cheerleading Podcast. And also on Twitter at Pro Cheer Podcast. This is Brittany. And Makiba. Until next time. Keep your eyes on the sidelines.